Welcome, you are listening to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast, where you'll hear fun, relaxed, and inspirational interviews with people who are really living the dream. I'm Dawn Fleming, an attorney turned alchemist, and your host for the show, coming to you from the tropical island paradise of Isla Mujeres, Mexico. Listen to conversations with courageous souls who've stepped out of their comfort zone and designed a new way of life. They'll share their experiences, wisdom, and offer practical steps you can take to redesign your life overseas. Listen, and you'll believe. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. All right, today I'm here with Mike Brush. We met a while back. I think you've been here, what, about a year, I think? A little over. Yeah, I've been kind of bugging him to sit down with me and finally was able to. Thank you so much for taking your time. I appreciate it. No problem. I was talking with Chris a bit and he was giving me a little bit about your backgrounds, but I'll just have you kind of start off with what prompted this big move for you guys. Well, I've worked for, I, uh, for the last 20 some years, I've been working for the, I won't say what, which one, but the largest uh, Christmas ornament company in the world. So I made Christmas ornaments. Huh. And uh, my husband lost his job. He worked as an accountant and lost his job for a, he was working for a school for autistic kids and they were taken over by another company. And so he was out of a job for about six months and he got another job. And so to celebrate that before he started working and didn't have any vacation time, I thought, well, let's plan a trip. I surprised him with a, a, a budget a Costco trip to Cancun. And while we were there, we made a trip over here to Isla Mujeres and realized it was a beautiful place to be. And so that sort of planted the seed that this might be where we wanted to retire. And fast forward a few years, and we had, we had seen a TV program, um, like a bargain beachfront or some kind of property show like that. One of the, the properties they showed on that program was a, sort of a multifamily rental property and we thought oh that would be great because then we could have a place to stay and we could rent to other people and so we started looking for a, a potential future retirement home that we could rent in the interim and uh, at least support it itself we hoped sure. on and we found a couple properties we were interested in and came back to the island and scouted it out and uh, made an offer and uh, uh, signed the papers on the place that we're actually sitting in right now. And uh, two days after we signed the papers, uh, they announced the global pandemic, which was kind of fun. Oh dear. So we, we, at the time our plan was to probably own this place for many years and work in the United States and spend several months a year here, or at least several weeks a year here. Uh, but that kind of changed our plans. At that point, we said, oh, no, what have we done? You know, we just signed papers to, to spend a lot of money on property. And uh, uh, with the pandemic, we weren't quite sure what that meant. Uh, a couple of months after that, my, my job uh, asked me to leave, which was a bit of a surprise, uh, along with a lot of other people. You know, due to the pandemic, things uh, got a little crazy. And so a lot of us were asked to leave. And at that point, we had, like I said, we'd already signed the papers on this place. And so we, we had a heartfelt discussion and decided that we could 
maybe sell everything we own in the United States, sell our house and the cars and all of our property and maybe find a way to make it work down here. And so that's what we did. Wow. Okay. I didn't realize that that, uh, the not, the moving down here was not originally part of the plan. It was eventually part of the plan. Uh, Right. But but not initially part of the plan. Not at this point in time. No, this was going to be a vacation property for a little while. Right. And a rental. Wow. That's a, that's a big shift, isn't it? Would it have been possible for you to get out of the deal or was it, were you pretty much locked in at that point? Did, Did you consider that? We considered it, but we had already put down a large chunk of money that we would have lost if we'd have backed out of the deal at that point. I think it was uh, right. Yeah, we didn't want to lose that kind of money. Sure. Well, you ba- you balance that against how much am I going to lose if there's nobody there to rent to? Too, of course, nobody knew at that stage. Yeah, we didn't know what it was going to look like. We we knew at that point that we might be in trouble. We knew that having an income down here might be a uh, uh, a bit of a problem for a while mm-hmm. but at that point you know we were I'm I'm in my early 50s and Chris is in his mid 40s and we didn't he had the prospect of looking for a new job in the United States making the kind of money I was making prior to being let go and paying for the large house and brand new cars and everything that we were paying for in the United States didn't look possible either. You know, we knew if we stayed in the States, we were going to probably have to sell the house. I had bought a new truck a month before I got let go. So I had a brand new $45,000 Chevy truck to pay for. Um, Yeah. So there was a lot going on that I knew we wouldn't be able to Ah, so you kind of just had to take the lesser of two evils. So we kind of, yeah, we took the the leap. It worked out so far. I mean, we, yeah, no, I, it, it sounds like things we, have... we had six months to sell our house and all of our things, everything that we had in the middle of a pandemic, which was interesting doing garage sales where one person at a time could come in wearing a mask and we had to, to create lines through the garage where they'd have to follow and stay six feet apart. <laughs> it was quite a, quite an ordeal. But you did it. That, that's what you ended we up, did it. up we doing. We were able you within were... six months, we were able to sell everything we owned and we did okay. In, in, despite the pandemic, we, we achieved the, the amount of money we needed to pay for the house here. So it's paid for. Oh, nice. Which is nice. There's Absolutely. No, there's no, which it's hard to get a, a, a loan on property in Mexico anyway. So, uh, but we were able to sell everything we owned and buy this place. Uh, and, and we are now debt free, which is nice. Was that the plan always um, to, to pay cash for it? Or were you, did you have a, a short term mortgage? Originally, we had worked out a deal with the previous owners where we were going to pay a large portion of them in cash. And then uh, I think it was a, a once a year, make a couple of payments for three years, I think. It was a, it was an installment okay. of about three years to for total payment. Okay. But we were counting on income from the property and all sure. sorts of things to make that happen. And it, being as I lost my job and we, we just thought we need to get into it debt free and start that way rather than you know, be up in the air, you know, what if, what if we came down here and we couldn't make the money we needed to make those payments, what would happen to us? So right. we just decided if we could sell everything and get to the amount of money that we needed to pay for this house, just clear the we debt. come down. Now we didn't have a lot of extra income when we came down here. So we, we were, it pretty well tapped out everything we had, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Wow. Well, and then I, I know, um, 
when I talked to Chris originally, uh, we were over at Tiny Gecko and he was telling me that his previous job had ended up coming back to him for help with consulting. And um, they, they did after he left. And the, the, the sad part, what I think his job, he was actually, he'd only been on the job for a couple of years, year and a half at that, maybe two years at that job. Um, but he was doing really well. And three weeks before we told them we were leaving, they gave him a huge promotion and I think a $15,000 a year bump in salary, which is pretty hefty. And then he had to turn around and tell him, I'm sorry, but we're leaving. So um, he did have to leave his job. I, I didn't have as much choice on the deal, but uh, uh, I think he regrets that some, but they did at one point ask him for some additional help. So he was able to work from here a little bit. Okay, so that's not an ongoing it's not assignment. Ongoing. It was I'm, I'm actually, my job reached out to me and I'm working a little bit from here part-time for them. Um, in spite, I have some friends who think I'm crazy for working for them after they after let us doing all go. That, yeah. However, I liked the work I did. I was good at it. And I liked the people I worked with. And it is a way to make a little bit of extra income while I'm here. Right. Well, so, and it's on your terms, right? Yep. So you're yeah, not... I told them how much I wanted in an hour. We yeah. it that way. And I, I set my own schedule. And there you go. That's kind of nice. Yeah. So having then that um, in that format that uh, those terms is is working for you. So uh, I'm wondering when you you know were kind of faced with that. Oh my gosh, we neither one of us have jobs, and okay, we're gonna you know clear the the balance sheet and get rid of this debt. Um, had neither one of you had been entrepreneurs before I take it? Were you both? No. Um, no. So, well, that was part of why we decided to do this too, is I didn't like after 20 some year, 23 years or so at my former job, uh, to not have any control over my future and to have somebody come and say, well, you know, we need to leave. We kind of an eye opener, money, huh? your salary anymore. So I like the idea of taking some control of our future. Chris had been let go two years before from his previous job when that company had been taken over and they basically let all those employees go uh, that he worked with and then replaced them with their own. Um, the company, ironically, that he was working for that gave him the raise just before we left to come here has now been taken over by another company. And so that same thing may happen. It may have happened to him again. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of grateful, at least now, we are our, our own bosses. So we, you know, we have some control over our destiny and what happens. And I, after so many years, you know, with the prospect of being in my mid fifties and trying to find a new job, it, it I think it's this old, is, doesn't it? this is far preferable. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's always, um, kind of the, the balance when you're not, if you haven't come from entrepreneurship or been in a entrepreneurial family, I don't know if either of you were, but if you're not culturally in tune with that and, you know, you have, you get to that point and you're like, okay, you know, the job security, job security, and you kind of realize that that's a, a, an illusion, right? And yeah. you don't, you don't well, have a lot of, that. Yeah. There's a lot of worry about it and a lot of fear about doing this. I mean, really at the time we did it, it was right at the start of the pandemic and, and in the, in the beginning months as, as it evolved, you know, we had six months in there where it was getting worse and worse and worse and everything was closed down and we had sold our house and we were staying at my mother's house, you know, temporarily. And, and it was uh, kind of crazy. Um, but, you know, we were moving to a country that we, we didn't know anyone. We did, we were moving somewhere we knew no one. 
starting a new business we knew nothing about. Um, we didn't know the language. We did, there were a lot of scary things involved. Plus, we had to sell everything we knew or everything we owned and, and move to, to a place with no friends. It was, it was rough. Yeah. And, you know, at least you're a couple, so you do have each other. But uh, how was it in terms of your um, both dealing with the, the uncertainty and the risk? Were, was there, were, were one of you like, ah, no, it'll be okay. And the other one a worrier? Or were you both pretty much on the same page in terms of your temperament? And how, how, cause that's pretty stressful. I mean, you know, if you look on the list of stressful things in life, I mean, like, <laughs> You had like a whole bunch of them sure. going on at the same time, right? Sure. Well, I, we were both worried, I would say. We're both uh, uh, a, a little bit struggling with, with taking that leap in the beginning, but I am probably a little more positive about it than Chris was. I think Chris, Chris in the beginning, I, I said, well, you know, we've already made an offer on this property. We've already put money down. What if we would sell everything here and move down there? His immediate response was, no, there's no way we can possibly do that. And it took me probably a week and a half to convince him by sitting down and doing some figures and saying, okay, here's what I think everything we own is worth. Here's what, you know, all of our assets are and what we have available. And if we did this and if we did that, I think we might be able to pull this off. And then he looked at the figures and, and it, it took him a little while too, but he finally came back and said, yeah, I think that might be possible. But I think he was skeptical for a while even then. Yeah. Yeah, so you so you probably have a little bit more risk, risk taker in you than, than I think. Him. Yeah, Not, yeah, I yeah. am. Well, and I was I was fed up with the corporate world. I was really, really unhappy that after all the the time and effort I put into that job, that they would ask me to leave. So kind of like I'm not sure where we're going, but I don't know. I don't like what I, I have in the rearview mirror. Absolutely, here, so, I, I knew yeah, that I wanted forward. to do something to take control of my own future. Oh, that's great! I love it. So. Tell me about getting here and like, like at what, when did you actually arrive? Were we under lockdown at that time or were, had things Mostly opened up? it was August 27th or 8th, I think of 2020. Oh, okay. Well, that was after when things had, here. when things had started to open things up again. Things had started to People open weren't up. really coming back yet, no. but, but at least we could leave our houses and, yeah. you know, all yeah. of that. The beaches were open at, um, a little bit. I mean, well, when were, we got here, the beaches weren't open. They were not still. When we first came okay. to the island, the beaches weren't open. No, things were pretty okay. closed here. In fact, they were closed. They were more closed here than they were in the States. So when we arrived, that was another, I mean, that was a worry initially is, you know, the beaches aren't open and we have a hotel in the middle of a pandemic and we didn't have any rentals, you know, when we came in. We, yeah, it was, it was really scary in the beginning because of some of that. I bet. Yeah, because we, our last guest checked out in March, like March 20th, and we didn't have anybody until the first week of October. Yeah. And then we had a hurricane. Yeah. We so we you got through, it. <laughs> our first six weeks, we went through two hurricanes and a tropical storm where we thought, you know, 135 mile an hour winds. We thought, what the heck have we done? You know, what are we? That was, that was really scary, actually. The, the first hurricane was really scary. You stayed, obviously. Yeah, we were here. You, you we were didn't here. have anywhere else to go. We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castellito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. 
with an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com www.castellitocaribe.com We look forward to seeing you soon. This episode of the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Did you love this episode of the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast? Then please subscribe to our show and leave us a nice review. It's very much appreciated. We invite you to visit paradiseroadmap.com and register for our upcoming free live workshop, How to Retire Overseas on a Shoestring Budget. We'd also love for you to become part of our Live and Earn in Paradise Facebook group. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast. Thank you so much for being here, and we invite you to subscribe if you like what you hear. That was that was really scary, actually. The, the first hurricane was really scary. You stayed, obviously. Yeah, we were here. You, we you didn't have here. anywhere else to go. Where else yeah. are we going to go? What's right? funny is we have we had made other expatriate friends here on the island, and a bunch of them had gone to Cancun, of course, and rented hotel rooms to stay in. We didn't have the money to go do that, so we basically just taped up all the windows and... You know, did the things that all the local, we watched them do everything they were doing locally. So we, you know, we, we bought some extra water and uh, taped the windows and got ready, you know, eliminated everything that wasn't tied down from our outside areas. And got a, got a crash course on hurricane. It was, it was a mess. It was scary. <laughs> yeah, it was really scary. And no damage, I take it. No, no real damage. No, we lost a tree. We had a tree fall. Oh, okay. And what's funny is the tree... It was, it was, and I love this tree. It was, it was ginormous. It provided a lot of shade. We love that tree. But the wind took it down and it went right across the road. And the next morning, all the locals were out there with machetes chopping it up and chopping it down for us, which was kind of nice. Oh, that's good. They, they all had a good spirit about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty cool the way people really band together. They did. They were, they were helpful. <laughs> awesome. Well, so after the hurricanes, then things I think things started to open up then. I think we didn't we didn't that. have our first guest until Christmas week. I think oh, is that right? Christmas okay. week. So we got here in August, and it was several months where we just kind of worked on the house and tried to get it in better shape. The it was in good shape before, but it had a lot of things that needed to be done, and we wanted to put our own mark on it. As sure, well. sure. Uh, we changed the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, previous name was Casa Beer, which House of Beer. We thought eh, it's not really, although it's fun and it. it it represented the place as maybe a little more of a party place, and we thought it might attract a little more of the rowdy crowd than we really wanted. So we changed it to Casa Bella Noche, House of the Beautiful Nights, and uh, mainly because it had this great rooftop area and a, an outdoor swimming pool area where the stars at night are just so beautiful. Plus, we're in a residential neighborhood, so it's quieter at night. If you, We're not in like the heart of downtown. We're in the middle of the island, which is great because it's easy to get anywhere, but... Being at Playa Norte at the North Beach, it can get pretty rowdy and loud, and there's you know live music going on till one, two, three mm-hmm. in the morning sometimes, mm-hmm. and uh, we just like the the idea that this would be a place where people could come and have a a, a good night's sleep, 
to give them the rest that they need to go out there and party all day and do the swimming with dolphins or water slides or, you know, whatever it is they do. Right. So. Right. And, and that, so you kind of rebranded. Yeah. And, uh, and we really, we're serious about that. We tried to make sure we've got, all the rooms have these pillow top king size beds, which are better than the beds I had in the United States. I mean, so the place is really, it's just comfortable and nice and, and, and relaxing in the evenings. And it so. sounds like you've got uh, some nice guests. I know when I talked to Chris, he said he's been pretty pleased with the uh, Overall, we've had some really to. nice guests. We, we did have a few. We've had some rowdy crowds, too, and, and they're fun in their own way. Uh, but you've got to keep a closer eye on them, I think. Sure. Um, but overall, we've really enjoyed our guests, yes. And what about um, making friends? Um, tell me about that experience of, of uh, meeting both locals and... It's been, that's been interesting. Um, uh, we've made some, a, a few fairly close friends. We've made a lot of acquaintances and a lot of like sort of, uh, uh, I wouldn't say just, uh, uh, would you say casual friends, but you know, people that we meet and, and we'll go to the beach with or have dinner now and then, you know, we're not hanging out every day, but uh, uh, there are a lot of nice people on the island. There are, uh, there's some crazy people on the island too. Right. It's a real mix of, of, of people and styles. Uh, finding people who are are similar to us and in, in the way we live has been uh, we've been able to find a few that that we hang out with more often I guess. And what about uh, relationships back home? Have you had um, any challenges or or uh, what what has that experience been like in terms of keeping in touch with friends or family? We we have had some. What's interesting is I have a I had a brother who came and stayed with us for a week here. Uh, oh, about a month ago, and I had a niece who came. Uh, we've had a lot of family come and visit here. They love it down here. Nice. So I've, I've not had anyone come down and not have a good time. But I think with the family, although we miss you know being around them on a day-to-day basis, especially our, our moms, who we were pretty close with, and I think our moms are probably having a hard time than we are. Mm-hmm. But uh, the moms have been down here. In the last year, my mom came three times. His mom came three times. Oh, awesome. So, and his mom stayed for, I think, a month oh. at one point, maybe five <laughs> weeks at one point. So uh, uh, we've probably spent more quality time with them since we moved here than we did while we were actually were living close to each other in the States. So that's been nice. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, I've, I've had the... the the pleasure of hosting a lot of my family and, and friends, and we hope more will come. You know, I think a lot of it has been held up by the by the COVID epidemic. There are just a lot of people. There are a lot of friends that we have who say, "Once this is over, we'll yeah. come." Once this is over, we'll come. And I get that. You know, we get that. It has been a. I, I feel like I have to say though, it has been a hard year. We are not. When we came in, you know, the previous owners gave us a rental history on this place, and we knew what it was renting for, and we knew what the rentals were like prior. For the last 10 years, we had, we had oh, a wow. rental history, which was really nice. That is nice. Um, the problem is, uh, after COVID hit, everyone around here reduced their rates. So we, we've mm-hmm. cut our rates in half. So we're only making half what the previous owners made. So the income we thought we were going to make, and this is our sole income. So I have to be honest here. It's our sole income. And we had anticipated making twice what we're making. And... Mm-hmm. We're not get, making the rentals that the previous owners did because COVID didn't exist. And uh, I, I would say it's maybe a 50-50 split on the island approximately between Canadians and Americans who come. 
And for the whole year, Canada had shut their doors. That's right. No. So half the pool of people who potentially could come rent for us were not able to. That's right. And then the American pool, it's just been it's been a very rough year, and we we we've been here over a year, and we as of yet are not making more every month than we spend. So there will be a limit to how long we can go right. if we don't start if things don't start picking up. So we're really hoping the COVID epidemic goes away and that people will get their shots and. You know, they will all do their part and get this over with. But Amen. I, uh, I, I agree. Uh, oh, I think part of it is there has been a lot more inventory that has come on the market since certainly in the five years that we've had our place. Right. Um, we've seen a, a huge uh, number. That said, I've also, because I follow the market pretty closely mm-hmm. um, for a couple of different reasons, but it also seems like some of the vacation rentals have also converted to more long-term rentals mm-hmm. because the pool isn't there. And right. so they're, then they're like, okay, I think we'll, you know, forget the vacation rental. Uh, our our hope is once, once things stabilize, which I hope they will, you know, we, we were hoping they would by this fall. It looks like, you know, that fourth wave is in full swing, unfortunately. So we will see how things go, but you know, our hope is that the rental prices will come back up to where we thought they would be, or at least close to that, and that the guests will come. I know they've just opened up Canada, and I think we have a rental coming up in the spring at some point from some a Canadian group, our first group of Canadian rentals. So, yeah, it's starting to get hopeful. better up there. Um, although then I heard one of the provinces had closed again, so it's you, you just don't know right now. That's so... that's the scary thing. You don't know, and and. I understand people's fear of travel during this. Absolutely. Um, although I tell people the island is, you know, we just, I just went back to the States uh, for a month. I went and, oh, and you did. helped okay. my mom do some things that she needed to do um, and then came back. So I just got back two weeks ago. Um, and and uh, I'd say things are a lot better and a lot safer here than they are in the States. I feel a lot better here. Um, the protocols there, they're just, people are not. They don't well, seem to be worried in the yeah. States, and I think they probably should be, they should be yeah. right here. You know, you come here and the locals wear masks. The locals, the vaccination You rate, don't get in I the heard, store without a mask and having your temperature true. taken. Temperature, and you take your temperature when you enter any business, be it a store or a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you have uh, sanitizer in your hands when you walk in. To and mask on your face. And, and, yep. and you... Um, yeah, if it's a restaurant, you can take it off it's once their you're seated. Yeah, they know they know that how important it is that they keep it contained down here. And so, I heard—I don't know if it's true—but I heard that out of the twenty-two thousand people on the island, that the, the latest statistic a couple of weeks ago was that approximately twenty thousand of the twenty-two thousand adults had been vaccinated. I can believe that. So I think you know I don't yeah. think there was anybody saying I don't want the vaccine. No. I think they were just please please give us the vaccine. And oh, it was a mob scene. The I don't know if you got the yeah, yeah huge it was lines of, it was amazing to see people line up and get their shots. And yeah, my husband went the first day. There was like ten thousand people that showed up because they you know they said oh there's going to be a vaccine and then you know people who were not. 65 and older just came out in droves, right. you know. Well, and here we are a few weeks later, and the threat level has gone down. Yeah. Went down a week or two ago. Yes. So hotels can have more people, and the beaches can be more open. And We're really close to green, actually. We're almost the numbers to green. are really close to green, so I'm thrilled with that, and hopefully we'll uh, continue to see that. So when you went back to the States now, so, you know, you've been here for a year, and then you went back for a month. Did you did you have any uh, reverse culture shock when you went back to the United States? Oh, it States? was really strange. Like uh, the first time I drove, 
uh, I borrowed my mom's car and I went to the store and, and I had to get on the highway to get to the store. This island's four miles long. So you don't, there's no highway here, you know, and even in Cancun, there's not, it's not the same. So I had to get on the highway and I looked at, cars were whizzing by me. I looked at, I was doing 50 miles an hour and it felt like I was flying. It was like, this is ridiculous, you know. So it took me a while to get to where I could, you know, go, go 65 miles an hour. It just seemed ridiculously really fast, fast to me. The pace of life there is really fast. It's, it's, it's just, there were just a lot of differences. It was crazy. It, it, and driving around, I live in Kansas City or we lived in Kansas City. It, it, the city felt so big. It's mm-hmm. just, I, it, it never felt that large for me before. And the, you know, the time it takes to get, it was, I had a 20 minute commute to work, which you think a 20 minute commute to work is not a big deal. That was great. You know, that was great. But a 20 minute drive on the highway there, as opposed to, you know, you can get anywhere on this island in, in, you know, five to 10 minutes here in a, you know, going 35 miles an hour. You know, it's just a whole different experience. Yeah. It was, it was odd. It took a little getting used to. Anything else besides the, the driving that you, that struck you? Well, a lot of it was the, just the, the, nobody was wearing masks. I know we're getting into that again and that's not really what you want to talk about probably, but no, it's okay. If I, I saw I saw protesters having signs that said, you know, making kids wear masks is child abuse and things like that. I just I was sort of amazed by all of that. I it's here the people are very community centric, right? It's all the, the the thing that I noticed about people here is they're super friendly. They say uh, buenas buenas tardes, buenas noches. You know, everyone if you walk by people on the street, you don't know them. And they say hello, and yes. they say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and and I think it, it probably used to be that way in the maybe in the in the forties and fifties in the United States Smart. where people maybe sat on their right. porches and they waved to their neighbors and they knew everybody. You know, when when I got here in Raleigh, people are very respectful and they're very polite and they're very friendly, and it's it's just very. They're all about taking care of each other. You know, when the tree fell, all the neighbors came and they helped remove the tree. You know the. Things and we were very new. To, we'd only been here a month at that time, maybe less than a month at that time. Yeah. So, you know, people help each other. It's just very different. In the states, people are protesting against each other, and they're not wearing. They're not. It. It seems like they just don't. You know, we've gotten to a point there where people are more concerned about themselves than they are about other people, and it's a very selfish kind of culture. And so, it feels different than it does here. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you. I guess you you saw some of that, I guess, before you left, before you moved down here. But I'm just wondering if that contrast is more apparent because of the it fact was, that you've been I'll here and then other, going back, as opposed to if you had, you know, if you were just used to that, it probably wouldn't have struck you as in, in the same way. I think the three things that got me that were really different were in Kansas City. Anyway, I can't speak for everyone. Sure. I noticed since I'd been gone, in the year I'd been gone, in my neighborhood, which is not a bad neighborhood, there were uh, quite a few more homeless people living at, there's a bridge not too far under the highway. I'd never seen so many homeless people, which made me sad. Yeah. And I think that's, once again, due to COVID and everything that's going on. I saw three new gun stores in the local neighborhood. So there were more gun stores, which tells me people are afraid or in fear or, you know, worrying about protection from which made me a little nervous. So more homeless, more guns. And then 
just places where, you know, nobody was wearing any kind of protection against COVID masks and, you know, all the, the protests against, I it just, it kind of blew my mind. It was just very different than what I'm used to here where yeah. everybody, you go around all the locals anywhere, they're wearing masks. They will wear them riding their motos in their cars. They're wearing, you know, if they're in public, they're wearing a mask. They're worried about protecting not only themselves, but everybody else. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Agreed. So. Um, would you say that's probably your favorite thing about living here or what if you had to I think the people yeah the people are definitely my favorite thing I mean the beaches are beautiful I've never seen a more beautiful beach in my life which is which the beach is probably the reason we came sure the I ironically when I came here I said I'm going to spend time on the beach every day what I found is I don't spend time on the beach every day now we'll walk by the beach or we'll you know but and I do spend a goodly amount of time Chris is on the beach right now so he's Uh out there with a friend and they're at Plan Norte right now but it's the people that I really like. You know, the people are very friendly and very caring. And, uh, yeah, we've had a lot of really good experiences with meeting. Not just, I mean, the expatriates are cool and a little bit crazy and a little bit, and you have to be to move here. We're a little bit crazy. You know, Absolutely. To, to sell everything you own <laughs> and, and start a new life somewhere else, you're, you're a little nuts. And that's, a, it's okay. But uh, the locals are just very, they're really neat people, really kind, caring, and and overall really happy people a lot yes. happier than the people in the united states i think I, you go to the united with states with far less I right i mean materially. The there are a lot of angry people in the united states i noticed when i was back here despite everything and these people they've been dealt really hard blows by covid i mean this is their livelihood and they live a lot different than we do you know the, they're they're lucky to have plumbing and electricity and, and some of them don't have air Many conditioning don't. and they don't have yeah. running water and they don't have these things and yet they're very happy and they're very friendly and they're just very kind people, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That's uh, it's a pretty special place. That's why I kept coming back. I mean, like I said, I started coming here in 1992 and um, that, that always well, feel safe here. I felt safer. I feel safer here than I do in the States, not just because of COVID, but just in general. Absolutely. In general, in yeah. general I feel safer here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, well, this has been great. I, it's been fun to, to kind of hear your story. And um, yeah, I didn't, didn't know you kind of had trial by fire when you. <laughs> well, with the, and the fire goes on. The trial by fire goes on. We, I'm confident we're going to be fine. I mean, we, we do have, what's great is we have a lot of bookings coming up in the spring. And so it's, it's the spring looks and the, and the, the late fall and the early spring, it, it, looks very different from last year. Yeah. So if that continues, I think, you know, a year from now, we will have our heads above water. And they say it normally takes two or three years for a new business to get going anyway, despite being in the middle of a pandemic. But uh, I think we'll be okay. I really do. Yeah. I, I There's no doubt about it in my mind. Casa Bella Noche, Isla Mujeres, <laughs> look us up. We're on Airbnb. Definitely. No, I'll, I'll www.casabellanoche.com. I'll put, definitely put the link in the show notes um, so people can get in touch with you because, um, yeah, it's amazing uh, property. I haven't gotten a full tour, but after this uh, I'll, interview I'll take you on a tour I'll, as soon as we're I'll done. Get, uh, I'll get a tour. That'd be awesome. Well, before we uh, close, is there anything I didn't ask you that uh, you want to share? I don't know if you had, have anything uh, that you would have done differently um, or any last, uh, last words before we close it. I don't know if we'd have done anything differently. It's hard to, 
it's hard to say because we just kind of jumped in feet first. So um, it, it would have been great to have a bigger uh, uh, safety cushion as far as finances go, but it worked out. But you know, it worked out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's so far so good. It really is. It really is working, and we love the place. We like the people. We love the house, and we love the 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 guests that come. So so far, it's been really fun. It has been an adventure, like a, a big adventure. At times frustrating, at times exciting, and at, at times very scary. But uh, you know, we're looking forward to this fall, especially uh, Dia de los Muertos, which they kind of canceled the festivities last year. We were really sad about that. So we're hoping to to be a part of that and to enjoy that. We're looking forward to uh, Christmas here and and experiencing last year there were beautiful lights and there were a lot of cool things but i think a lot of the festivals and parades got canceled, canceled there too yeah. so we're we're excited about maybe being a part of that i think maybe the way New things Year's are going Day. it's going to be great oh the fireworks on the island we hear are fantastic which they canceled again last well, year well just the whole party downtown it starts so, at midnight right. you know so yeah. we're really looking forward to being a part of that you know seeing the first sunrise at uh, the southern tip of the island for New Year's. Uh, we've heard a lot about that. It's the first, or it's the, you probably told people, but it's the, the, the place where the sun. part of yeah. uh, all of Mexico. Yeah, yeah. the sun Sees touches the sun Mexican first. soil for the first time right here on our island. Yep. And uh, on New Year's Day, it's a big thing for people to go and watch the sunrise. Huge gathering, yeah. And so we're, we're excited After having been up all night, they don't get up in the morning and go. They Right. They, they, oh, of course. They party all night, and then they, that's true. We may not party. We may sleep a little while and then get up in the morning, but... Right. Uh, we're excited about being a part of those things that we kind of missed out on next year, so yeah. or last year. So there's a lot of uh, we have a lot of uh, optimism and a lot of excitement about the future still. Things to look forward to. Absolutely. Well, awesome, and uh, we'll uh, look forward to spending some time with you guys. Excellent. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. This episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Did you love this episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast? Then please subscribe to our show and leave us a nice review. It's very much appreciated. We invite you to visit paradiseroadmap.com and register for our upcoming free live workshop, How to Retire Overseas on a Shoestring Budget. We'd also love for you to become part of our Live and Earn in Paradise Facebook group. Thanks for listening.